Welcome to episode 68 of Between the Times, a podcast of Christ Church Presbyterian in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, we are here uh, this morning with uh, our associate pastor, uh, Ross Hodges, uh, right. as well as a, a guest uh, this morning, uh, Mrs. Teal Henley, who is a member of Christ Church Presbyterian, and uh, we are looking forward to talking to you this morning, Teal. Happy to be here. And uh, I guess uh, your husband Russell is out on the uh, the golf course this week. Yes. And you said where is he again? He is um, in New Jersey for in... the the start of the FedEx playoffs. Okay. So we of course wish Russell well, and we've interviewed Russell on the Between the Times mm-hmm. uh, podcast before, and enjoyed hearing from him. But um, you have been a busy lady with yes. uh, newborn uh, Robert. Mm-hmm. How's that going? Great. I am just fully immersed into motherhood and, and loving it and absolutely mm. exhausted. <laughs> Sounds about normal. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. That's about right. And Ross, we've had, uh, what, nine babies, I think? I think uh, nine. Born this, yeah. this calendar year I think at Christ Church. I think, number, I think we're pregnant with number 10 in the church. So wow. Something in the water. Yes. Uh, I don't know what it <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> something at the elementary school. I don't know. It's yeah. kind of weird. Well, uh, what a blessing it is to have you here uh, with us, Teal. And we look forward to, to talking to you about... Uh, uh, your life and, and your testimony um, and, and also your art. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of our listeners uh, uh, may know Teal uh, as Teal Duncan. Uh, this is her maiden name and she became uh, quite known uh, in, her, in the art world uh, for her art. Has, I think, close to 80,000 Instagram followers and uh, and has gained a lot of attention. In fact, Marla, uh, my wife, uh, enjoyed your art uh, before you even began coming to Christ Church. Mm-hmm. So she was excited to meet you. And uh, so we lo- look forward to hearing more about that as well. But uh, so, so Teal, tell us a little bit about yourself. You, you grew up in Georgia. You're a Georgia yes. girl, is that right? Yes. So okay. from Columbus, Georgia, and um, always had an interest in painting, drawing, um, of the sorts and my mom took note of that so she always put me in art classes from an early age mm-hmm. outside of school and so, so like was, way early like yes like, like very early on. four or five years old kind of thing probably or? around maybe seven okay. seven eight okay and um then in high school it was my uh my art teacher that really kind of gave me some confidence that i was actually that i had some sort of skill so it kind of pushed mm. me even further to really dig into this um, this little craft. And then when mm-hmm. it was time to choose a major in college, I thought, why not major in art? And thankfully my parents were behind me all the way, which mm-hmm. looking back, I, I really can't believe that they were. <laughs> that would have to be kind of unsettling. So thankfully they were supportive. Now you all have something in common, right? With yeah, university. I was going to say, can, can you tell can you tell our wonderful listeners the amazing university that you attended? Auburn University. Yes, uh, yes. there you have it, folks. The other uh-huh. Tigers. Yes. Yep, the other yep. Tigers. The Tigers. Well, I have no beef with the <laughs> Auburn Tigers. Uh, you know, when it comes to South Carolina, then I get a little upset. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Well, good. So. Um, so went to Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about uh, your relationship with the Lord, how you came to know Christ, and a little bit of your background there. Okay, so growing up, my family uh, heavily instilled the gospel into our lives and displayed it with their lives, my parents. Um, so I knew about Jesus from an early age. Mm-hmm. My dad would call us into the den, do Bible studies weekly with us and mm-hmm. try to engage us. And, um, and 
you know, I was there and I was always very respectful of it uh, and um, would claim Christ from an early age, but up until high school, I became pretty disinterested, all the while showing respect to my parents. Um, and then it was probably senior year, I was in a dating relationship and influenced by the person I was dating, and it just, I took a turn for just uh, outright denial of, of Christ. And mm -hmm. it was very freeing at the time. And then I go to Auburn, and sadly to say that the teaching there is sure. extremely liberal and mm. um, just further further emphasized my atheism. Um, mm. And so you went all the way there. That. You went there. You went all the way there. You went to I do not believe there even is a God. Yes, wow. and then I'm hearing these teachers pour into me that you know of, of the enlightenment and evolution, and I was just thrilled to hear it because sure. I was just uh, happily denying Christ yeah. because. I now had no authority in my life yeah. to tell me what is right or wrong. I was now in the position to decide what is right or wrong according to what's convenient to me. Mm -hmm. And my friends were all the same way, and mm -hmm. uh, we were loving life at the time. Sounds familiar. It sounds like uh, Adam and Eve in the garden. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, th this, this morning, actually, I was on a run, and I jumped mm -hmm. over a snake. Oh. And uh, it, was, it was small, mm -hmm. so I stopped, and I, I kicked it, and then I crushed its head. And it brought to mind uh, Satan, of course, mm -hmm. and the ways that he comes to 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 take us out and to, right. to, to make us believe, as he attempted to make Adam and Eve believe, mm -hmm. which they did, there for a time, that they could be like God, mm -hmm. knowing good from evil. In other right. words, they're their own arbiter of uh, of morality, mm -hmm. and and I think that's what humanity does, right, in our Absolutely. natural state. We, we want control. We want to we want to be God. Yes. Uh, at the end of the day, so, mm -hmm. but thank. Thank God for Jesus Christ. He Amen. Crushes the head of the evil one for yeah. us on the cross. Yeah. So, so you're you're here. Uh, you're at Auburn. You're denying the faith, mm -hmm. and, and and of course, Laura Lee is is at Auburn with you. Your yes. sister, yes, who is a member of Christ Church Presbyterian right. with her husband Hampton, mm -hmm. and uh, so that's that's neat. But so, so, um, so you're walking through this, um, and then what happens next? All right, so in all the while, I'm living with Barley, and so we're roommates in college along with one other girl, and so she's walking with the Lord, mm. and my dad, you know, Columbus, where I grew up, is only 45 minutes down the road, so my dad comes over every Sunday to do a Bible study with Larley's college friends. Larley asked him to, and so um, they're coming in our home, and I'm sitting there just, you know, still <laughs> paying my dues, being respectful. Um and kind of trying to fool my dad a little bit because I didn't want to sadden him. And I also sure. didn't want him to look further into my life to judge any of the decisions I was making. So sure. I partly had them fooled, yeah. um, even though I, they weren't fooled. <laughs> they weren't. So, you thought you had them fooled. Yes, yeah. but I just wanted to keep the peace Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, as he was coming over and doing the Bible studies and all that. So mm -hmm. um, from there... Uh, you know, four years go by, I graduate, moved to Charleston. So that was 2010. Now to pursue your art career. And you know, it was, I thought I'll move to Charleston. It seems like a great place. Art may or may not work out. I'll figure it out when I get there. Okay. Um, and so 2010, I move here and mm -hmm. I'm kind of juggling jobs. And this is when everything kind of starts to break down. Mm -hmm. um, I 
was working at a preschool, painting on the side, and then also working as a waitress. So just juggling various jobs and really just barely making ends meet. And mm. um, it wasn't just because of that that brought me to a place of uh, anxiety and lack of peace, lack of joy, unrest, all of that. Every, I, 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 can't, I mean, everything was fine. I just, over the first year, after year one in Charleston, I was brought to this place of total unrest and just anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, no joy. And uh, looking around me, it seems like my friends are moving right along with their lives, with a plan, and I am just feel like I'm stuck and I'm drowning. And mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden... This uh, I was thinking about who who has peace in mm. my life. Who do I know that has any kind of peace or joy? And three names popped to my head, and they all had one thing in common, and that was they were all Christians. And so, mm. over a period of time, I decided to put my stigma on Christianity because at the time I'm thinking Christians are kind of you know to be pitied because mm-hmm. they're believing this man-made. Yeah. Uh, system that creates social order according to what they right. what suits their opinions yeah. and you know it's a crutch it's a crutch weak yeah. crutch for weak people and it's also very oppressive to people that are like for example homosexuality like right. people mm-hmm. that are living in sin it's you know I, I just had many many levels of disagreement with mm. Christianity but I was willing to put it aside if it offered peace so hmm. um yeah, I, the door was open. I, I come home and have this conversation with my dad. And um, I always mention this part of the story, which I thought is so neat and not by accident. I come home, and my dad and I are sitting on the porch, um, and it's raining outside, and he's telling me about Jesus, and this is only the 300th time I've heard about <laughs> Jesus. But this time it's different because I'm desperate. Mm. Um, and, you know, as he's telling me... Uh, to remove these you can't just remove these idols i had been studying about idols mm. you can't just remove the idols you have to replace them with christ himself because otherwise you remove one idol you're gonna it's gonna you, we're idol our hearts are idol factories mm. um it has to be replaced with christ himself and as he's describing this um, this thunder shakes the house. It mm. was the most intense thunder <laughs> that I, it was bone chilling. And so from mm. there I start reading and diving in. And uh, over the next couple of months I came to a place on my knees of thinking, mm. why have I been denying someone mm. so great, so good, so all-powerful? What, what, what have I been doing? And from there it was just, it was, I have a story of kind of a black and white day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Of conversion. Wow. Um, so. It's like the, the prodigal son story, really, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. Yeah. What, what, what have I done? I have a loving yeah. God. I have a loving Father. Mm-hmm. Um, I've mm-hmm. been running in other directions this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Just... Yep. Amen. Wow. That's powerful. Um, so so you uh, came to know the Lord. You began attending uh, church here in Charleston. And yes. then at one point you met Russell. Yes. Tell us about that. Okay, so fast forward about five years down the road, walking with the Lord, single uh, girl, and um, my my sister's husband, Hampton, grew up with 
this guy, Russell Henley, who was a professional golfer. And I hear professional golfer, and my red flag goes up. Not interested. <laughs> Pretty sure he's not a Christian because I would have known about this already. Wouldn't have heard about him. Um, and also, if he's if he's a professional golfer, he's certainly got to be cocky. And that's just not not what I'm looking for. Not trying to do the missionary dating, as they call it. However, Hampton is very was very convincing. I can't remember what he said, but he convinced me to go out with him. So I went out with Russell. Hampton can be very convincing sometimes. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why he wasn't a lawyer. He should have been. He should have gone to law school. He probably should have. I think he should be a preacher, but you know, or that. I'll, I'll give him time to think about that. Man so. of many trades. Um, he. So we went out, and I was, you know, bummed immediately because I was very attracted to Russell, but I knew. Hmm. I knew he wasn't walking with the Lord only because I'd asked specific questions, kind of gauge where he is spiritually. So I go out with him one more time, and so I try to engage with him deeper on, you know, what does he think of Jesus? And um, this is a funny conversation I'll never forget of (laughs) Russell's frankness is um, I asked him, where do you get your confidence? And he said, I well, from myself. Um, and what about you? And I said, well, if I, when I put my confidence in myself, I'm up and down, weak, mostly weak, sometimes strong, but mostly weak. So I try to put my confidence and hope in the Lord who is never changing and all powerful mm. and all these things. And mm. his response was, um, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> just like all this talk, and so I love that, but that I knew what I I was getting exactly what he was thinking. Yeah. Um. I mean, he he spoke exactly what was on his mind, mm. so that made it easy. Um. So it was kind of a messy start because we would break it off, and I, you know, I just said I, I can't date you. We're just simply not on the yeah. same page spiritually. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um. However, what do you think about going through a book together and you form your opinion on Jesus and we'll see, you know, we're not going to date, but we can meet and chat about the book. And he said again, uh, to my delight, he said, well, this is weird. I've never never been asked to read a book before, but uh, sure, I'll give it a try. So this was over a span of a few months. He he started to fall in love with Jesus and... um, Mm. And that's when he wanted to step back and say, I was wanting to move forward and say, let's date. <laughs> and, but he said, well, wait, I, I'm not ready for that. I want to make sure that I'm doing this like for the genuine reasons of following mm. the Lord for mm. himself and um, not for me. Mm. Uh, but it wasn't just, it was a couple more months we were dating. A couple mm. more months we were engaged. A couple <laughs> more months we were married. So wow. here we are three wow. years later. Mm. And you know, knowing Russell uh, and his character and his integrity, that's that's something that doesn't surprise me to hear that he said that. Mm-hmm. You know, stepping back and saying, right. no, "I want to make sure this is genuine." Right. Um, and then also, it's great. You know, and this is an important lesson, isn't it, for our our single listeners mm-hmm. uh, that you know you, you need to be very careful as a Christian that you're not um, walking down the path of marriage with someone who is is not a Christian because. Yeah. Uh, that would be, you know, a if, yeah, a disaster. If, if Christ is your treasure and your life, um, 
uh, I mean, in Colossians 3, it says, when Christ, who is your life, appears, yeah. then you will also appear with him in glory. If he's mm -hmm. your life, how can you spend your life with someone mm -hmm. that Christ is not their life? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, because your lives will constantly be at odds uh, right. in terms of your commitments and, and so forth. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great story and a, and a wonderful story of grace mm -hmm. in, in, in your life and in Russell's life. And um, I still remember meeting with you all. Um, I think it may have been the first time we formally got together to talk right before you all got married. Mm -hmm. We met somewhere on Meeting Street and, mm -hmm. and, and talked about Christ Church and you all shared your hearts. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then, you know, not long after you joined Christ Church and mm -hmm. have been, been faithful members now for what, about three years? About three like years, that? yeah. yeah. Something mm -hmm. like that. That's right. That's amazing. So. So in, in terms of your art, um, something that uh, some of our listeners are going to be very interested in is your art mm -hmm. and, and, and navigating, um, you know, the, the, the world of, the, of art uh, mm -hmm. as, a, as a Christian. Right. Um, you know, when you get into uh, to acting or, or to uh, music mm -hmm. or art, these kinds of things can get real squirrely yes. and they're very worldly in general, right? And I, so you've experienced that. Tell us about perhaps some of your experiences in that world mm -hmm. and then and then how uh, you as uh, a Christian and an artist are able to stand firm in your walk with God in that world. Right. Um, well, I think just it's obvious that in a world of creativity there is a correlation of um, keeping the mind open as... Mm in all mm. avenues and mm. and you know that means experimenting that means um not only on the canvas but experimenting in life and and hmm. displaying no judgment for anyone um and there's a lot of you know love uh love for all types of people which of course i can appreciate that's what we want to do is love others you can't argue with that however you know there is this heavy condemnation for anyone who disagrees so it's and if especially you know i think with our president it's it's made that voice loud and proud mm -hmm. and um as i'm scrolling through my social media feed i see that time and time and time again of this same very left very liberal not to make this a political thing but sure. uh that heart stance of um you know acceptance and encouragement of um, exploring sexual identities and uh, this and that and um, it, it obviously it, as a believer who does not share that view it's discouraging to see it yeah. all day every day and to be surrounded by people that believe the total opposite yeah. of what you believe yeah. so you know you sometimes feel that's that's why as a Christian you got to have community you've got to be you know nourished by you know, like-minded people who are following Christ, you know, and not following the world. Yeah. I don't find it tempting to fall into that at all. Yeah. Um, so, maybe, so, so it's important, as you say, uh, you know, a lot of artists will find their primary community within the art community. Right. But Christians ought to find their primary community in the church. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You've got to have that. I mean, yeah. because I think if the Lord really, if Jesus has, you know, um, has has your heart, you will be connected. You've got to have that connection. Otherwise, if he doesn't have your heart, I would think you would kind of fall into the world. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, the problem has not been, 
I don't want to fall into this. It's more so, how do I not stay angry? <laughs> I mean, because I just feel outraged and anger, mm. and that's not a good response. I mean, yeah. obviously, there's a righteous anger there, but do I stay angry, and do I display this anger towards the opposing beliefs? No, that mm. just doesn't yeah. woo people into right. Jesus. Right. So it's kind of like my battle is how do I gently love them with truth yes, um, and not hammer down truth on them and and lord how am i to be in this Mm. realm of people that you've placed me in yeah um who are all lovely lovely people that i admire and talented people Mm -hmm. so uh yeah ground yourself in the church ground yourself in bible believing uh community of people and figure out how to love those other people well there's a, a, a movement within conservative circles, mm-hmm. uh, which some are calling Side B Gay Christianity, where mm-hmm. it's basically a, a, um, an approach to, um, uh, uh, to what's called celibate gay Christianity. They call it Side B. Side A would be you're, you call yourself a homosexual Christian and you just live like a homosexual. Side okay. B would be the celibate side. But what they're, what they're pushing is this idea that, first of all, you have this uh, moniker attached to, to Christian, mm-hmm. gay Christian, mm-hmm. and that uh, you should celebrate that rather than to mortify it. And they even connect this with culture. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they actually have what they call queer culture. Now, it doesn't take a lot of imagination to, to, mm-hmm. to know what they're talking about. They point back to artists and musicians and so forth that were gay mm-hmm. and that they have all of this music and art and beauty that they've created and that what they're saying, what some writers are saying, is they're bringing this queer treasure into heaven and laying it at the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you see how deceptive all of this is, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and it kind of points back to some things you were just talking about, how, uh, you know, uh, there, there are these people are deceived, and so they want to say that art itself can be an expression of queerness, mm-hmm. and that we ought not to say that it's wrong to approach even the Christian life like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's important, I think, no matter what uh, you are gifted in, what kind of vocation that you're in, whether you're a, a, a prof- professional athlete or an artist or a doctor or a teacher or a pastor or whatever. Is there? You don't put anything in front of your name connected to a a, a sin or a something right. that's opposed to God's to God and to His Word, mm-hmm. right? So there's no porn addict Christians or homosexual Christians or mm-hmm. or uh, pedophile Christians. Right. Um, it's yeah. just Christian who mm-hmm. is dying to self daily and living to Christ daily, and right. that's the struggle, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, for for all of us, whether you're an artist or or whatever. Uh, you are in um well that that's 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 so encouraging and so w- what would what would you say teal to a, a young aspiring artist who who may be you know a bit bright-eyed and naive perhaps about the, the power uh and the seductiveness of of the art world right. you know, someone's trying to sort of you know get their name out there and and get recognized and be become more visible on their art mm-hmm. and so forth and maybe want to make a career out of it. How do you encourage them if they're a Christian and yet entering this, this world? Um, 
Well, I would just, I would be in a Bible-believing church to know mm-hmm. that you're getting truth every Sunday um, and evaluate what you're hearing with what you're seeing Monday through Friday mm-hmm. as a working artist. And uh, so that you have discernment. If you can't, if you don't have discernment mm-hmm. on what is biblical and what is worldly, mm-hmm. then I would get better versed in what is biblical. So it's mm. kind of like, you know, what is it that I can't remember who said to, to study something that's counterfeit. You have to know the real thing before yes. you know the counterfeit. Mm-hmm. So know the real thing before you go out and hear the counterfeit. Um, mm. And don't fall into it. And if you have a, a heart that is being wooed by the world then pray to ask the lord for a new appetite Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and all of us i think when you become a believer the lord has the grace and mercy to to change your appetite but some of the things we battle till the day we die i still struggle with the desire to cut people down with my words Mm -hmm. um I don't desire to do a lot of the things I was doing in college mm-hmm. because the Lord took it away. I desired to sin in other ways, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I've tried to put to death those desires and try to do what the Lord is wanting me to do. So, um, you know, be watching your desires, watching the way that you the way that you stand for Jesus in this world. Mm-hmm. Are you representing Jesus within this? liberal free thinking world well mm. um mm. you know uh watch your anger <laughs> because if you come out across as just a, a person full of anger how is that a being a good witness mm-hmm. for jesus it's not there was a song that stephen curtis chapman wrote many many years ago uh called remember your chains mm. and it was a it's a beautiful song mm-hmm. um a, a constant reminder that we need to remember where the Lord has brought us from mm-hmm. so that we're always walking in humility, right? right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So we, we, we can all get like that. We can all get frustrated at sin and even with sinners. And then all we have to do is think about, you know, I think about where I was at mm-hmm. Clemson as a wild man, mm-hmm. you know, soccer player, unconverted, mm-hmm. and how I needed Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, such a good reminder. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, to follow up on a few things you were saying and ask, um, your your advice and your reflections on being a Christian uh, who has experienced success. Mm-hmm. So you're a well-known artist. Your paintings sell out within minutes, you know, of, of releases and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you? How have you found navigating uh, success where you know most artists would dream to be where you are, mm-hmm. and that's sort of the goal is to reach kind of the the, the type of um, the type of status that, that you've re- you've reached, and we know you know from the scriptures that uh, that both uh, that both you know not having something and wanting it or then achieving it like there's there's pitfalls right. on either side. So so how do you in in your reflection and, and it's very clear that Jesus is your treasure mm-hmm. and you know for you and Russell and your family Jesus is your treasure and that's what we want all Christians to be. Mm. But but you. We also know that there's uh, temptations and mm-hmm. unique temptations in being successful. So how do you, how have you found navigating those waters? And and what would you say to others who are aspiring to be successful or perhaps who have reached success themselves? 
Um, yeah, that, that's a whole new bag of issues is uh, reaching success. And I'm certainly thankful beyond measure for the success that the Lord has granted me. I never even, ne- never even predicted. I, I didn't even know that art, you could paint for full time. That was an option. <laughs> right. I mean, I was, I was uh, considered myself lucky to get a nail a job as a nanny. Sure. Um, right out of college, that's that was my only aspiration. So, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that at all. But, um, but, yeah, you know, it's really easy to find your identity in something that you're good at. Sure. And when you're not good at it, or when you see someone else that's good at it, it's threatening. Yeah. There's threats at every corner mm. because you're holding something also as a treasure so tightly that anything that might threaten it you create is anxiety provoking um it's a great way to put it so i mean i'm learning to hold it more loosely i'm i definitely am not have not done that perfectly it's you know uh new challenges are brought in the new uh, challenge was brought in when i married russell and i had to give up half the time painting and travel around with him and be a wife Um, and now I have a baby and now that time that I'm home is kind of cut, you know, not even in half. It's, there's a little sliver of time left to paint. And, uh, as painful as that is, it's also the Lord's grace, I think, upon me to not be so, uh, just clinging so tightly to Mm -hmm. this job and Mm -hmm. the success that it brings because it does bring a lot of puffing up and mm-hmm. um so and and the the all the whole struggle in trying to maintain maintain success and so that i can maintain that identity in it when i'm struggling with identity in my artwork mm-hmm. those are all just struggles that come along with it sure. and i would imagine that it exists i see it in my husband i see it with anybody that's that is yeah. experiencing success mm-hmm. so um if you don't practice you know, putting your identity in the Lord, He's going to bring something in your life to separate it, mm-hmm. separate mm-hmm. you from it. I sure. think. Sure. I know you and Russell are committed to spending time with the Lord daily yes. and reading the Scriptures. And I find that uh, to spend time, a little time every day, with the Creator of the universe <laughs> does a pretty good job yeah. of humbling, yes. and putting us in our place. Yes. And we need that, mm-hmm. don't we? Well, yeah. And going back to what Teal said earlier. Um, being grounded in a church mm-hmm. where you're hearing God's word preached to you and you're hearing who who your identity actually is or what your mm-hmm. identity actually is, that it's not in whatever your job is, what mm-hmm. no matter what that is, mm-hmm. um, and or anything that you might happen to be good in or good at, uh, that isn't who you are. Who you are is in Christ. Right. That happens to be what you do, mm-hmm. um, part of your life. But your life is Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that that is, for all of us, the one of the chief grounding agents in our life um, mm-hmm. that that we are uh, united to a body of people who are not a, are not like us uh, in every way and yet we are one with them and then here we are each week hearing from the Lord of the universe from his word that this is who you are and this is who I am and this is what really matters mm-hmm. and it's okay if you're if your time uh, at this activity or that activity has now changed or your quote-unquote success at it because what you have is me mm-hmm. and that is what matters the most exactly mm-hmm. and we just we're so prone to forget that on a daily basis so you do need to be a part of a of a church 
um, that's reminding you. And a little side note is I feel like I, maybe it's my generation, maybe it's all of humanity looking at church from a consumer standpoint. Yeah. Uh, as, you know, are there is there a good kids ministry here? Or is there, do will I find a good friend group here? I think everyone should look for the, the quality of the teaching. Is it biblical? Is it sound? Um, and then, you know, join the church. Friends will come. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have... You've got to have a Bible-believing church in your life that you're committed to. Because otherwise, mm. it's impossible to just flail around isolated as a as a believer. Amen. Mm. Teal, uh, before we began recording, you were sharing that uh, you have uh, some, some new uh, kind of ideas about some, uh, uh, some, some painting subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some of the things you enjoy doing before are paintings and um, uh, with uh, umbrellas on the mm-hmm. beach, and that's kind of one of the things you've done uh, several different uh, subjects uh, over the last few years. What are what are some of the things that uh, is this a secret or are you? No, I mean, just I've new. I guess my brain has just exploded with new ideas <laughs> since baby boy has come, and I don't know why, but I've heard that that's a thing that when a child is, you know brought into your life some you just have new inspirations and yeah. got an ongoing list I don't know I've wanted to do try abstracted boats I've, I've wanted mm. to explore other mediums more watercolor yeah. um, marine life do mm. like abstracted wow. uh, sea life paintings um, pretty good for Charleston area <laughs> yes I mean in, in even the most random subjects I remember I told somebody this because I and they kind of gave me a puzzled response but I said I want to paint a person's face with scuba gear on in an Andy Warhol style (laughs) okay that's I can see it yeah yeah, I can see it and so you know I just had to get it out because I'm just sitting here thinking about it and so just (laughs) random things like that that so (laughs) if our listeners uh, want to be able to follow over the next uh, want to see your art and Mm -hmm. follow these uh, Andy Warhol scuba gear people um, (laughs) where where could they do that so my website is uh, tealduncan.com, T-E-I-L-D-U-N-C-A-N.com. And then um, for daily, uh, no, well, it used to be daily, not so much anymore, but um, <laughs> pretty regular Regularly. Updates. Thank you, Robert. Yes, thank you, Robert, uh, is my Instagram, which is tealart, T-E-I-L-A-R-T. Got it. Yep. Wonderful. Well, Teal, what a blessing to be able to sit down with you and learn more about uh, your life and I hope our listeners will be encouraged uh, to stand firm in the grace of God and uh, whatever uh, vocation that you are in, whatever uh, temptations that you may face, uh, wherever you are, uh, I hope the message that you receive from this is be committed uh, to a local church where you can grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, where you can have accountability, mutual encouragement, um, and uh, so that you can uh, glorify the Lord uh, with, with your life. and. Uh, so thanks so much, Teal, for being yeah, with thank us. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And we hope to, to speak to you next time on Between the Times. <laughs>